Hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits American and British comedians against one another in a pop culture battle royale. It's November. We're deep in pumpkin spice season. We're nearly finished with 2017. 2017, a year when comedians were giving fiery speeches and North Korean dictators were saying what everyone really thinks. I'm ready for this fucking year to be over. Is it just me? I feel like every year you're like, oh, I'm ready for this year to be over. The next yeah. one's going to be better. 2016 was the year of celebrity deaths. Yes. I'm like, 2017 will be better. Yeah. Now you're like, I so wish we can go back to 2016 <laughs> and we can just have celebrities die and that's the worst thing that's happening. So you're saying we'll remember this year fondly. Yes. Oh, Christ. You're listening to International Waters. for the country that just wants someone to tell it it's special. It's writer and performer from BBC Radio 4's The Hauntening, Tom Neenan. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. I, You know what? I'm going to speak up for 2017. I think it's oh, yeah? been... Uh, yeah, it's been fine, right? Like, there's, it's the last <laughs> good Star Wars film is going to come out in 2017, and, mm. and I really enjoyed Darren Aronofsky's mother. There's plenty of good stuff going on. Whoa. Did you now? Whoa. Oh, Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. We're, we're, all, we're already fighting. Tom. Yes. Oh, my, I felt the atmosphere suck out of <sighs> the room when I said that. I'm so sorry, everyone. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. First of all, don't fucking tell me how to, how to capitalize and punctuate your title, <laughs> Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. I will make those decisions on my own. Thank you very much. Also, the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, also playing for the UK. She just got back from the uh, Adelaide and Edinburgh fringes with her show, When the Going Gets Duff. It's Helen Duff. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Helen Duff. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so glad you um, explained that my name was Helen Duff after doing the title of the show. Otherwise, people would have thought all sorts. I, um, well, yeah. I'm also going to stand up for 2017 on a film mm. level. I've just seen two movies, one of which you might not have in the US. It's called God's Own Country, and it's incredible. I hear beautiful. it's fantastic. So good. And the sec- I just went to see Borg McEnroe, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, mm. shit. I don't even know about that. No? That's with uh, Shia LaBeouf. And- yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a Shia LaBeouf plays Mac- or he plays Borg in- or McEnroe, and then who plays Borg? Uh, uh, now you're asking. Shia it's LaBeouf not Alexander Skarsgård, but it could be a younger it version. Could- okay. In the sense that he's, Sarah. I think, Swedish. Not Daniel Brühl. No, he was the one, the driving one, Daniel Brühl. He was in... Yeah, he was in the uh, the, the, the uh, Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, film. Rush Fury. Right. Yes. Rush, Rush. There we go. Whichever. Mm. I'm just in love with the wigs. And also, <laughs> I didn't think I fancied Shia LaBeouf, but now I've been won over. He's such a childish yeah. rogue. How's he looking <laughs> shorts? Give it to me straight. What are the, how are the calves? Oh, actually, they show a lo- load of photos at the end of McEnroe yeah. and Borg, the real ones. And it's yeah. astonishing how... Out of shape, McEnroe is lying on his bed in like a leather jacket with a load of French fries around him, just looking really? like a legend. Yeah. Oh. As somebody that played tennis, I can tell you the tennis players were not the best athletes in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. No, that's true. It feels I like they just came up in the two thousands. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. There was a Russian player, Murat Safin, uh-huh. and he was no. I mean, this guy was known for just like parting all night long and then going to play a match. Yeah. And growing up here in L.A., there was a tennis tournament over at UCLA called the Mercedes-Benz Cup every year. And you'd see Murat Safin play, and this guy is clearly just 
hungover, right? <laughs> just like chain smoked all night. Meanwhile, he's playing against a kid who is just like, this is everything to him, this moment. Yeah. And then he loses to this guy that just like, you know, is running on one hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just like, God damn you for being so talented. <sighs> McEnroe in this pic had a lovely little party pouch on his belly. <laughs> you could really? see him one too many chases. Yeah. And oh. Borg. And Borg was super hot. He didn't have to do... My friend who I went with actually was very angry about Borg because he was so beautiful. He just didn't need to do anything with his face. And you were like, oh, he's clearly thinking so many things he can't express. (laughs) Yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is Tennis Player Objectification Hour uh, (laughs) with British people. Uh, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz in word that you feel best represents your great nation at this moment in time. Um, If it's film... Seeing as we're talking a lot about films, uh, what's the... uh, Kingsman? Kingsman. I was thinking of a trifle. Trifle's better. Trifle, because we're in a bit of a trifle. Nice. In general at the moment. Politically and literally. Climate-wise. Climate, yes, exactly. Also, I can't imagine anything more British. Trifle it is. Nice. Great. Thank you, Team UK. All right, playing for the nation that's going to be at war with North Korea or the NFL by the time the show airs. We're not sure which yet. From the film The Wedding Ringer, Dan Gill. Hi. Hi. Good to be here. Good to see you in person. I see you on my TV. Yes. Twice a day. Yeah, minimum. I, I move a lot of products for yes, corporate America. Yes, you do. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm doing my part. I love it. I love it. How's your How's your 2017? My 2017 is pretty good. I got married, so that's a positive personal life thing. Congratulations. Um, Congrats. I haven't seen any... Well, I've seen movies, but I can't... None are coming to mind. I can't throw another movie on the pile. That's fine. Um, the Stay. movie of life. Okay. Yeah. Good. The film of life. Don't go see Mother. Uh, also playing for, uh, for <laughs> Team U.S., it's not great. Yeah. Uh, stand-up comic, Daniel Weingarten. Hey, how oh, you doing? So good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm good. You perform at stages all around uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles? I'm trying to figure out where exactly I've seen you, but I've seen you and you've made me laugh. Well, I'm glad. I'm I, glad that I could do that for your you. Your face has co- positive connotations. I'm glad. Great. Thanks. I'm glad I don't have a punchable face. It's <laughs> good yeah. to know. Well, well, we'll, we'll see how the show goes. All right, we'll see. Uh, Team UK, what's your buzz in word? Trifle. Oh, oh, did I say Team UK just now? Yeah. yeah. They were right on it. Well, we so I'm real dumb. <laughs> but, yeah, but thank you for being at the ready. Team US, what's your buzzing we'll, we'll word? Dan. I feel like there's something there. Is it Dan? The D? The, the, the D's. The D's? The D's? That sounds double that's D's? so double. The double it's very American. D, d, it's very American. Yeah. Double D's. Double D's sounds Double like D's it is. Normal. Double D's versus trifle. Oh, we are really putting our best feet forward. <laughs> All right. Let's start the show. We're going to start with a little pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? Uh, You'll be awarded two points for answers that are correct, one point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, just imagine Freddy Krueger trying to do a children's party and realize that Pennywise is actually pretty versatile. I haven't seen that film yet, so I don't know what that means. Uh, Buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one, sneaky pensioner news. A 65-year-old has been annoying guests by sneaking into parties and filling Tupperware containers with sandwiches under false pretenses for the past 14 years. Uh, Teresa Doyle has been talking her way into a very specific type of party in the Berkshire town of, is this correct, Slough? Slough? Team- Slough. Slough. Oh, See, it would be Slough. Slough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Berkshire town of Slough. Jesus Christ, that's worse than Slough. If you, if you don't know what Slough is, just imagine a place that looks like Slough or Slough. Uh, the question is, what type of parties has Ms. Doyle been crashing? Trifle. UK? Is it funeral parties like a wake? It is funeral parties like wakes. Exactly. She leaves the house on her bike in brightly colored clothing with a set of black morning clothes in her bag to change into, like some kind of amoral Superman in reverse. Uh, When questioned about her behavior, she said, that's my business. I have to go now. I have somewhere to be. 
uh, a response Whoa. I might start using. So she funeral. fills yeah. Tupperwares with sandwiches and then leaves them clandestinely in at so the wakes. I guess. So but she like, just goes to Shiva's around Slough. She goes Shiva's around Slough. Okay. Slough Shiva's. Slough Shiva's. Yeah. But like, what are these wakes with just like open Tupperwares <laughs> laying around waiting to be filled? Is it like when you put your shoes out on whatever it is you get uh, around the holidays? Yeah. Who's that lady putting sandwiches? Well, her name is yeah. Teresa Doyle. Oh. There we go. And uh, if you want to get to know her better, someone in your family is going to have to die. Put the fun back in funeral. That's exactly right. Thank exactly. you very much. Making it a I grew up in a place near uh, Slough, and I'd never got the association between it and sort of shedding your skin, which is what slough made yeah. me it is. think of. So she is shedding her color. Going straight black. I like the costume change. Yeah, I do too. Totally yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> totally unnecessary. You could just, I mean, you're not required to wear black. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Question number two. In grading on a curve news, rapper B.O.B. has made minor headlines recently after launching a GoFundMe campaign to finance an experiment to test a scientific theory that he is convinced of. What is that theory? Double Ds. Yes. Flat Earth. The, that the Earth is flat. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, you guys are good. Yeah. What With world your... are we living in right now? A flat one, we're according a... to BLB. We're, we're in America. Yeah. yeah. They previously got into a Twitter battle over the topic with the one scientist we all can name, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. Now he wants to raise money to construct and launch independently operated satellites in order to prove once and for all that the Earth is flat and all other existing satellites are lying. The target goal for the crowdfunding campaign, $200,000. How does a satellite work on a flat planet? I don't, what is how it? does any of what this is it going work? around? How does any of this work? <laughs> yeah, and how do you do it for 200 grand? Sorry, if he's going to be announcing this over a Twitter battle and he thinks mm-hmm. uh, the flat earth theory is real, he should really go all out and have a kind of jousting contest rather than yes. using modern technology. Yeah, how about that? Mm-hmm. How about that? If he's going to align himself with that level of thinking, then why yeah. not go full Middle Ages? Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Why don't you listen have, to Helen Duff, B.O.B.? Have a bloodletting <laughs> and then get down to business. Yeah, have a leeching. <laughs> Uh, for a bonus point, tell us about something that you absolutely believe in, even if nobody else in your life does. And you can't say yourself, because mm. that's true for all of us. Uh, double Ds. Yes. I believe that my father was reincarnated. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. As? Um, well, as my dad, currently. Oh, so he, what was he previously? I think he was, uh, I think he was tortured in a medieval chamber. Ugh. Now, what makes you think this? We went to medieval times one time, and he had a freak out, and he had to leave. Is that true? One hundred percent true. Wow! Scarred, so, scarred me and my sisters. How old were you? <laughs> I was like ten. Where was this? It was in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh-huh. We were in the torture museum of the medieval times. There's I, okay. I didn't realize that that yeah. existed. I thought okay. it was just a show. It's it's both in some areas. Oh, okay. Like Schaumburg, um, and he saw like the rack and a bunch of torture devices, and uh-huh. he had like an anxiety attack, and he so, had to go in the parking lot. Well, I mean, it is a little traumatic, even if you haven't experienced it in a, in a past life. Yeah. Right? Like a... Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, he cornered me and pretty much un- unfurled that he believed. Oh. <laughs> oh so, so there's more to this story. There's more to this story. I believe in my dad. Is that a good answer? Sure. No, that's great. Okay. I'll take that. Anybody great. else? Anybody else misguided about something? Um, uh, since we're on a, a sort of a tennis subject, I am fully yeah. convinced, uh, and this is slightly believing in yourself, but it's it's something beyond that. I'm fully convinced that I could, if pushed, muddle my way through to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. And oh, wow. If, you, if you're wondering, I... do I play tennis? No. I, I okay. don't think tennis is hard. Wow. <laughs> Double Ds. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm... And I would like to, to like, donate to your GoFundMe. Thank you. Uh, Daniel, what you got? Building off of that, I yeah. believe that he is terribly misguided. <laughs> oh, as a former tennis player. But you know point. what? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Anybody else? I believe that, and I'm not sure if it's clinically proven, but you are not able to get hung over in a foreign country. Whenever I go abroad, I don't drink alcohol very much in the UK, uh, but if I'm on holiday, absolutely, I can have as much vodka as I like and wake up the next morning very happy, probably because I'm still drunk, but go through to the afternoon and still be all right. That's probably true. That I'm going through my own personal, and, and I think that's actually true. Have you noticed a difference what direction you go as far as time change? Because that, oh, you go east or west. Maybe. Let's get B.O.B. in here. Yeah. Get GoFundMe going. Maybe we can get how to close, the bottom of that. How close to the edge have you been? Of the flat. And, uh, and been drunk. Of the flat earth. Whenever I've gone to America, I've had a lot more luck in terms of getting chatted up for dates. Oh. So possibly that's so why maybe, I've been over. Maybe what you're saying is you believe that you shouldn't live in England. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Right? Like maybe you should just pull up stakes. Can I tell you what I believe in that it, that doesn't make sense, but I believe it absolutely to my to, to the core of my being? There was a documentary that I saw like 10 years ago called Gay Sex in the 70s, right? And it was all about how in New York, like, you know, it was like, you know, people – Gay people were able to identify each other, but it was still like super illegal and like and very few people were out. So and New York was a, like a, you know, blighted wasteland. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there were areas of the uh, of uh, the, the meatpacking district that were just abandoned buildings and shipping containers. And it was just dudes fucking constantly. Right. Because you just could. Right. And, and it was pre AIDS. So it was just like this. Nothing bad is ever going to happen to any of us and whatever. So it just literally any unattended space was full of people fucking. Right. Uh-huh. right. So one of the people in in this in this documentary told a story of like because they were getting to the point of like nobody used protection of any kind, because why would you? Because there was, you know, the, the worst thing you could get, you could cure with a shot of penicillin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but one guy was like, you know, I went home with this guy that I met in a shipping container, and uh, and he insisted on wearing a condom, and I was like, what a what a weirdo, right? Because no, why would you ever wear a condom? I heard this and I thought, time traveler, mm-hmm. like this is a person, like time traveling is possible, and this person went back to 1975 New York to just fuck up a storm, but he protected himself. Why so I believe that time travel anyone? is possible because of that. He didn't warn it. He's, he's a selfish so guy. I'm not yeah. saying he's a good yeah. person. I'm not saying he's a good person. What yeah. Marty McFly messed yeah. up motherfuckers? This yeah. selfish, yeah. horny Marty yeah. McFly. A time traveler, who's but also, also if he's protecting himself, and right. you're saying this is pre-AIDS, then yeah, right, surely he he's got all of the disease. He's the one who's worried. Maybe he's oh, listen. Yeah. Listen, I haven't thought this all the way through. I just think it's true. That's okay, like traveling back right. to like after the stock market crash, uh, like investing right. in loads of stocks and not warning anyone about <laughs> Hitler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Not really using the time travel <laughs> capabilities. But you would do the same. So pretty much this guy's Biff. If Say what? Yes. In this situation, he's not Marty McFly. He's yeah. Biff. It's okay. gay Biff. It's gay Biff. Gay Biff exists. That's what I believe. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering right. if he had a picture of his kids that were slowly vanishing, and then I thought about that and thought, he probably doesn't have a picture of his kids. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no. probably not. Uh, at the end of round one, the scores are as follows. Three to three. It's a tie, guys. Whoa. Oh it's a tie. I forgot that we were keeping track. <laughs> yes. it I, really I knew we were neck and neck. Ultimately, does not matter. Uh, now it's time for a round we're calling Fall La 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 La. Uh, our seasons are not treated with equal respect. If it uh, wasn't for pizza, we might forget that there were four of them at all. Uh, but there are four seasons. Winter, spring, summer, and mushrooms. Uh, today, we want to pay tribute to the most underserviced one, fall, the fungal months. We want you to requisition songs from winter, the most over-serviced season, and make them autumnal. Like, uh, 
turning Frosty the Snowman into Crunchy the Leaf Man, or saying I'm dreaming of a gray autumn, or unto us a son will be born in like a month and a half. Lay him on me. Uh, double D's. Yep. It's deciduous trees time for shedding uh, all their dead brown leaves. Well, oh, you've it. really fully thought oh, that we're through, and I like it. Yeah. I mean, you can. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to sing. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, that'll... Come on, double D team. Double D. I'm also a Jew, so <laughs> my, 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 my familiarity with Christmas songs, lyrics, and, and melody is not, not top Okay, notch. okay. Oh, come on, but you're an American. You hear the shit, right? What? You get it through osmosis. You hear it. All right. He's Trifle. just not going to sing. Fine. Yes, UK. I worry I've gone into too much detail with this one. I've done a whole... Ver- Whoa. <laughs> great, great. Okay. I don't want a lot for autumn. There is just one thing I need. Anna. I don't care about <laughs> the rotting fingers, a.k.a. dead leaves that are nature's palms. Oh, Anna. Um, okay. <laughs> underneath the acorn trees. Actually, oaks, but I just wasn't sure whether Mariah Carey had a very good knowledge of horticulture. Um yeah. I just want this for my own, more than anyone else can know. Make my I, wish come true. Why are you Oh, baby, on this? all I want for autumn is not a pumpkin latte, because they taste like, well, you boiled an old trilby hat in hot milk and added a dash of otter, and not a sex robot, apparently they're a big thing at the moment, but a greater, <laughs> yes, all I want for autumn is a greater respect for sugar, which it turns out is a thing that makes the leaves turn red, as the chlorophyll oh. drains away, hence why maple trees are so bright. Wow. My fa- First of all, leave it to the UK team to pull, to just like, to harmonize and then pull a little, a little love actually and then just go yeah. into full NPR mode. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a ride. Yeah. That yeah. I can't touch. Yeah. I'm, wow. Are you pulling out? Are you bailing? I mean, I have titles and they all say pumpkin in them. So <laughs> oh, I have four, wow. that's it. I just, I just, I, I got uh, double D's. Pumpkin time is here. Put a little pumpkin in your latte. Rocking around the pumpkin <laughs> patch. Stop it. Stop it. And then I believe in Father John Misty. I don't know why, but, you know, that's that's all I got. It's it's autumn-y kind of yeah, music. It's autumn-y kind it's of music. It's chunky-knit music. I feel like Father John Misty just lives in autumn all Yeah, the I think time. so. I think so. He's always sipping on a hot uh, uh, mulled cranberry. Uh, Tom, you got anything? Trifle. Yes. Uh, okay. On the first day of autumn, my true love gave to me conkers. That is all autumn has. Yes. I don't know what those are. You've, what? You're what are you talking out. about? What are you talking about? Conkers. Conkers. I'm going to keep yeah, on you, saying you, it. I know. <laughs> just, you're just saying the same word. That is actually a very English way of teaching the English language. You just repeat the word at somebody until they go like, okay, fine. I get it. I understand the meaning. Conkers. I don't understand the meaning. So they, I, I mean, the, the gag got, it's basically, they're, they're in, is it oak trees? Chestnut. Chestnut trees. Or chestnuts, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and they're spiky, and then they fall to the ground, and they break, and then you've got conkers, and you attach them to string, and you hit them. They're basically like an enlarged seed, a conker, yeah. or a nut. I don't know. I can't oh. believe that's a point of difference between these two great nations. Anyway, you hmm. cure them in vinegar to make them harder, and then you string, well, actually, which do you do first? You string, you dr- drill a hole in them, put a little bit of string in, and then you swing them, and hit it, um, people's con- you like hit other people's conkers and see which one smashes first. Yeah, you you are making this. No up. way! That is I not rewrote a an entire. Um, I had another thing. song. I rewrote "Famous Blue Raincoat" by Leonard Cohen with just references to conkers for this as well. Wow! Uh, we don't I, I would like to hear that. That's really such a big thing in the yeah. UK. 
Yeah. I don't understand have... how we don't have concrete. We have those trees, right? Yeah. Do you call them something else? Do you call them like... There's probably something. That, so probably Is it those, those like spiky balls that have like a long like cherry stem on them? Uh, that maybe. fall to the ground? Yeah, Stuff that's, that's in them. Yeah. Pine cones? You're not talking about pine cones. You're no. talking about pine no. cones? They kind of look like if you painted a lychee green and then it grew by, I don't know, six times... And the spikes got. This is a very bad reference because it doesn't look anything like a lychee. But essentially, yeah, also, it's just I don't know what that is either. Oh no! Oh, well. oh. lychee? Oh. Is that how you say it? I think we do. Yeah, we say lychee. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we come across them mostly in bins at uh, the Pinkberry, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen a lychee in the wild. No. No. Are they putting lychees on I just frozen yogurt? Manufactures them. Yeah. I'm getting off this entirely. <laughs> Bonus points to everyone but Tom for making oh. shit up. <laughs> Scores are. U.S. has four. U.K. has five, even though they're liars. We'll be right back with our next round after this break. International Waters is supported in part by BarkBox, a monthly package of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme. Every month, BarkBox picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, uh, your dog's allergies, your dog's uh, preferences when it comes to chewing. Are they soft? Are they heavy? BarkBox knows, and they work around them. Finbar loves BarkBox. He's always got uh, some treats in there, something uh, something to chew on over a long period of time, a stuffed thing to eviscerate. Eviscerating is his favorite. If your dog doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox will send you something they will love for free. International Waters can get a free extra month of BarkBox when they sign up for a 6- or 12-month plan. Just visit BarkBox.com waters when you subscribe. What's Ben Affleck and or Drake up to? What show should I be watching right now? Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? What's a great French film about lady cannibals? Who's stronger, Luke Cage or Iron Fist? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. Welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the U.S. of A. are Dan Gill and Daniel Weingarten. Woo! You! Yep. With us playing for the United Kingdom, Tom Neenan and Helen Duff. Yep, 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 yep. Woo! Oh, good. <laughs> Great noises all around. Uh, our next round is a game we're calling Fill in the Bait. Clickbait has uh, become an extremely uh, prevalent thing in the world of online journalism-ish with uh, listicles, weird quizzes, hyped-up entertainment news, celebrity scandals for people no one should ever care about. Today you'll be given a list of half-formed clickbait headlines you buzz in with your best clickbait ending. For example, this real-life headline, tell us what your favorite alcohol is and we'll tell you, uh, ended with uh, what Hogwarts house you belong in, which is actually a true thing from BuzzFeed. So, okay, so let's start. And I'll just, we'll stop when I say it's time to stop. 16 ways to get fit using only... Your double mind. D's. Yes. Yeah, you got to buzz Sorry. in, UK. Sorry. US. <laughs> uh, double D's, using only your sexual parts. Sex is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I click on that. Fair enough. Absolutely. Double Absolutely. D's. Conkers. Conkers. Conks. Thank you. I was just waiting. <laughs> All right. Answer these eight Game of Thrones questions and we'll tell you. Double D's. Yes. If your father loves you. Yes. Moving on. Uh, there's now a conspiracy theory which says vanilla ice. Double D's. Sure. Is white. 
Oh, God. How terrifying. Uh, here's how you can help people affected by... Trifle. Yes. Leprosy. Yeah. Very yeah. 2017. I, I, would, I would click on that. I would click on that. This artist reimagines the Disney princesses as... Trifle. Yes. Um, homeless. <laughs> okay. Uh, the top 1,000 films about... Trifle. Yes. Trifle. Yes. <laughs> Smart. This woman goes shopping with only... Trifle. Yeah. The memory of the good times. <laughs> That's actually a little melancholy. Uh, the internet The internet is furious at Jared Leto for saying... Trifle. Double... Yeah, UK. Uh, that he wouldn't take a knee because he might not be able to get back up again. He's so proud. U.S. too. He, he was, it was by a nose. Yeah. U.S.? I am going to continue acting. Oh, God. Just give it up, Jared Leto. <laughs> give it up. No, I, I don't know why I said that. I'm fine with Leto sometimes. How about this? Okay. Double D's that he liked Suicide Squad. Oh, jeez. No, uh, Suicide Squad. Double D's best Joker on film yet. Double D's. <laughs> double no. D's. Stop it. Stop it. No. Stop it. I don't want Also, you don't have to keep saying double D's before. It's not like a walkie-talkie. Like, yeah. I'm just going to be a life, and I'm going to be like, double D's. Uh, could I have a yeah. uh, foot-long no. uh, chicken teriyaki, No, please don't. Please don't. All right, that round is over, and the scores are as follows. The UK has 10. The US has 9. Wow. It's very close, guys. Oh, wow. It's very close, guys. As we move on for a round, we are calling The Revolution Will Not Be Podcast. For our UK guests and listeners, Guy Fox Day is just around the corner. And while you remember, remember the 5th of November, we here in the States... It's trifle. It's weird because we yep. call it... I call it bonfire night. Yeah. Rather bonfire than Guy night? Fox Why? Day. Do because you have bonfires? Because we all build a bonfire. That and that's like yeah. the real memory of him is we create a guy, which is a like a, a kind of scarecrow that uh, you make. And like kids uh-huh. get involved with doing the face and everything. And then you put them on top of this pyre of bits of wood I lived in the countryside when I was little so everybody yeah. would chuck all of their like old furniture and all sorts onto this yeah. huge bonfire and then light it and we'd watch the guy on the top burn whilst oh. eating sausages oh that's interesting yeah. and thank you for like low key trying to explain to me how fireworks. I get that you put flammable <laughs> things on top of each other oh no and you set them on fire in terms of everybody contributing to the general like no I get it I get it. Double D's. Rituals are weird. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're really weird. They're really weird. Anyway, Guy Fox Day is uh, November 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we here in the States wish we could uh, forget the uh, events of last November 8th. But whatever you're doing, whether you're uh, burning an effigy with old, uh, with old uh, chests and chairs and shit or donning a pink pussy hat to protest Cheeto fascism, sometimes you just need some kick-ass tunes to go with it. That is why today we are focusing on the soundtrack of sedition. Each of these questions will be about a piece of music that puts insurgency to a melody. There's no need to buzz in for this round. Each uh, question will be asked directly to each team. Uh, Team UK, question number one is for you. 80s rock band Twisted Sister released their defiant anthem, We're Not Gonna Take It, with the intent of representing teenage rebellion Mm -hmm. uh, in in bustiers. Uh, The track has gone on to represent defiance of all kinds, from underpaid workers to underdog sports team, even ads for children's movies like the 2006 adaptation of Charlotte's Web. Let's hear a clip of that. Okay. All right. All right. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. A surprising group that seems to navigate to the anthem, though, are ultra-conservative lawmakers. 
2016 current American tragedy in chief. Donald Trump used the song for months on the campaign trail with tepid consent from former Apprentice contestant and self-identified friend, frontman D. Snyder, although Snyder eventually rescinded the permission once he apparently heard literally anything Trump has had to say during his campaign. But 45 is not the first right-wing proto-fascist to unironically use the song. Can you name which presidential candidate used it in 2012, Team UK? Oh, uh... He continues um, to bedevil us with his widow's peak and spooky eyes. Rom- Mitt Romney? Is that... when? Was- no. No? No. Nope, it was Paul Ryan. It was, oh. uh, it was, he ran against him and then became his running mate. Current Speaker of the House and yeah. meme-based pumper of iron. Uh, played the song during his attempt at winning the Republican primary before his campaign was asked to stop by Snyder. Uh, this, of course, seems to have led directly to Ryan's tenure under President Trump, in which he seems to repeatedly take it. Uh, question number two is for Team U.S. From 1984 to 1996, a show called Spitting Image ran on British TV. It was a uh, satirical comedy show which used impressionists and rubber pu- puppet caricatures of politicians and celebrities to skewer the world of the time. If you remember the, the video for um, Land of Confusion from Genesis, it was those spooky puppets from that one. You remember that? Mm-mm. You're young. Uh, occasionally, the tone would slip from caustically funny into actually kind of terrifying, as in this reworking of Sting's Every Breath You Take, sung over a montage of the faces of world leaders. Let's listen as much as we can. All right, all right, Sting. Stop trying to have a sense of humor. In 2005, a sequel to the Live Aid concerts of the 80s was put together. Uh, A bunch of international megastars performed simultaneous concerts around the world, put pressure on the upcoming G8 conference. The thing was called Live Aid. One performer took their lead from Spitting Image, changing the lyrics of Every Breath You Take from I to We'll Be Watching You, sung over a montage of world leaders' faces. Who was that singer? Bono? Yeah, I was going to say Bono. It was actually Sting. That was a pretty what? easy question, and you did not get that it. That was right. a trick question. It was oh, sort of a trick that question. That was a trick question, because I was like, it can't be Sting. <laughs> but, I mean, it could be Sting, but, and it was Sting. I mean, it, I mean, it was Sting. Listen, I didn't write it. I was going to go Sinead So put yelling at me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. It should be interesting. That would be interesting. That Trifle, a yeah. uh, little bit yep. of uh, supplementary information. Uh, two weeks ago, I lost an eBay auction to buy the spitting image puppets of Boy George. <gasps> really? How much? Like, what What were we in the neighborhood of? Uh, it was fi- 500 pounds. Oh, okay. that's disappointingly it is. small. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the puppet wow. of Boy George. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I just watched, they, they tried to do a U.S. special, and it's on YouTube. I would urge you all to watch it for as long as you can take it. It's really spooky. Oh, wow. But they're, like, the thing, uh, the, Prince has, like, a long tongue, and he's, like, he's, like, licking a, an ice cream cone that's really far away. And I don't really remember, like, Prince's tongue being a thing that we talked about ever. Oh, yeah. Like, all that's, of the... yeah. Puppets always looked as if they just sort of escaped being made into sausages. That was the yes. kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then Tina Turner comes and asks him to wash her car. It's it's very strange. Anyway, yeah, it was Sting. Uh, okay, yeah, he's uh, Sting. He's been a legend for 40 years. He's 12 years into a 15-year orgasm. Sting. Uh, question number three is for Team UK. Uh, inarguably, one of the most recognizable protest anthems of all time is Bob Dylan's The Times They Are a Changin' since its original release in 1964. It's been covered in over 436 different recordings and at least 14 other languages. Let's hear it. Come gather around people wherever you roam 
And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better stop All right. Okay. Uh, his voice uh, hasn't changed a bit, has it? Not one bit. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to use in actual calls for social and political revolutionary actions, the song was also used during the dawn of a modern technology revolution, which iconic founder of an internationally recognized technology company recited the song's second verse to kick off a shareholders meeting in 1984? Steve Jobs? Of course, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Steve Jobs. Yeah. 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 That was easier than Sting. Yep. Say what? That was easier than Sting. That was all actually All right, all right, Double Ds. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Stop traveling. We're traveling. staring right at the scoreboard. It's right in front of Which Steve Jobs used that song as a, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, we were on it. <laughs> what kind of Apple computer? Uh, okay, uh, yeah, he was clearly fond of revolutionary iconography. He, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff about Steve Jobs here. I'm just going to skip ahead to question number four, right? Yeah, okay. for Team USA. Uh, grumpy Douglas Adams fans Radiohead have a long history of political songs starting in the gloom of disappointment of Tony Blair's government from No Surprises to uh, 2 plus 2 equals 5. The lead single from their most recent album, Moon-Shaped Pools. Was it a moon-shaped pool? Well, whatever. The lead, the I lead feel like single not from... I an answer to that is kind of the existential style <laughs> yeah. of a Radiohead track. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, would so. I would say so. <laughs> Well, the lead singer from whatever their new album is called was called Burn the Witch. It's lyrics alluding to the reasonless anti-immigrant and minority mood of national discourse. Let's take a listen. Red crosses on Well, there you go. That was uh, that just bummed me out and uh, made me paranoid. Uh, the video for the song is a stop-motion animation of a health and safety inspector visiting a quaint village. It pastiched two different uh, bits of British pop culture. You get a point for naming one of them. What two bits of British pop culture were oh, put together Wallace for this video? This is a hard one. Is, oh, is Double D's Wallace and Gromit one of them? Oh, that's a good guess, but no. <laughs> it's a really good guess. Damn it. That's a really yeah. good guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I no. say yes. You know, I mean, this is really hard. <laughs> okay, listen. Is this is Bob what Bob Dylan. I, yeah, it's not Bob Dylan. Think. Uh, it's um, okay. Children's programs, Camberwick Green or Trumpton, mm-hmm. wow. or horror movie, The Wicker Man. I don't know how that in the world okay, you would have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you would have gotten. Who that. writes each team's questions? Because I, I feel like we got lopsided. Yeah, you might have. You might have taken it up with Riley Silverman and John <laughs> Luke Roberts. We'll bring them around. To be shamed and yelled at later on. Uh, anyway, they, they they were in the long tradition of mixing childhood nostalgia with horror, like the kids in The Shining, or the upcoming James Corden Peter Rabbit reboot. At the end of that round, the scores are as follows: The UK has got eleven, the US has nine. But you guys, it's still very tight. It's still anybody's game. We'll be right back with our final round after this. Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house. There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. 
Oh god, there's the rat. Oh god. Welcome back. And so we go to our final round. Now I know both teams have tried crazy hard, and I want you to know it's been as useless as any conversation that begins with, let me just play devil's advocate, because the winner of the final round will receive one million points, you guys. Whoa. One million points. So it could be decisive. Oh, wow. Guys, it really could. It really could. Uh, the final round is one of our favorites. It's a game we like to call Kill Your Idols. You'll be uh, given the name of a celebrity from your rival nation who seems above attack, and you must knock them down a peg or preferably two. Okay? Uh, now, you don't actually have to beef with your celebrity. Sometimes it's better if you don't. But regardless, your job is to totally sully their good name. Does it make sense? Probably not, but it's okay. I'm going to make you do it anyway. Team US, you're a little bit behind. I'm going to have you go first. I'm putting two minutes on the clock, and you must destroy the reputation of Helen Mirren. Helen. Okay? Her career has spanned decades. She's won three BAFTAs, one Oscar. Her talent and sass are legendary. Uh, she is one of the UK's most beloved actors. She has done more for Queen Elizabeth II's reputation than even not being Prince Charles has. So please tell us why she sucks. Lead it off there, Double Lead D. it off. All right, first of all, look, I don't, I don't trust Martha Stewart. Helen Mirren kind of looks like Martha Stewart in like okay. 15 years. So just right there. I see. A little less trustworthiness sure. right off the top. Yeah. Um, great career. But then she did The Fate of the Furious, which, listen, love The Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Why is Helen Mirren doing The Fate of the Furious? Okay. Have some standards. Okay. I just think Helen Mirren, of all people, is just so overrated for being one of these ladies who still got it. She's always a joke around award shows like, oh, that Helen Mirren, she doesn't age. She still has it. She got naked in Calendar Girls. Well, check your Calendar Girls because that was like 15 years ago. She doesn't still got it. Mm -hmm. Helen Mirren, queen? She's a queen? No, she was keeping the throne warm for Claire Foy. Ladies and gentlemen, move over. Claire Foy. She's my queen. She's a new queen in town? Yeah. She's a new queen in town? Interesting. Yeah. Still got time. Claire Foy and Beyonce. Wow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sorry, Helen Mirren. Beyonce took over. You know, it's like who? And also, Hel Mirren. Yeah. Mirren. Yeah. Miren mm -hmm. means watch me in Spanish. Okay. Look at me. Helen Mirren, stop being yeah. so, like, why do you want all the attention Little all of the thing. time? Mirame, mirame, mirame. No. How about we pay attention to other people? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you think Meryl Streep feels? No one, Streep, Meryl Streep, the yeah. American, yeah. Helen Mirren, is right. never like, look at me. No. People just look at her. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, Mirren, um, I, I know your your husband is some sort of director. Wasn't there, like the, Taylor Hackford? Taylor Hackford? Yeah. I mean, his, it's all in the name right there. You married a hack. Yeah. And uh, you're no queen of mine. By the way, same year, Fate of the Furious, Taylor Hackford came out with The Comedian. Oh boy. Not very good. That household. So what's going on? I don't what, know. Mortgage issues? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Possibly. That I don't want to attack somebody's financial situation. but Maybe it's their love life. But, you know, Mirren has this whole thing, I am so sexy. But you know what? She's a she's a selfish lover. That That's written all over. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's stick this landing. You know what? No. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> so just no. 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 Just no, yeah. Helen Mirren. Just no, Helen yeah. Mirren. Okay, fair enough. Fair but enough. Honestly, now that we're done, we love Helen Mirren. Yeah, she's of course. Great. And, she's, she's and great. she does she's, still have it. Of course she, she still has it. Of course she yeah. does. Of course she still has it. Oh. Listen, Helen, if you're listening, God, we, we love you. We love you, and we hope we haven't uh, ruined your day. That we was, that was hard to listen to, guys. Yes. I bet it was. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> Let's see who, who theirs is. But guess what? Now Ooh. you have a chance to get back at us. You just heard the Americans fire shot at, uh, at your queen, kind of. So now it's your turn to take down one of our icons, since we don't have royalty here yet. 
we will be making you drop a diss track on an actor famous for playing a different kind of authority figure. You'll be taking aim at the only man with the chutzpah to play the same character as Marlon Brando in the same movie, the other godfather himself, Robert De Niro. He's got two Oscars. He's got friends who, who think they're interesting to, when they call him Bobby. Uh, his Twilight years have been filled with Ben Stiller movies and heartfelt duos with Anne Hathaway. He's even managed to be an aging actor in Hollywood who has not been cast in a superhero movie. But your job today is to tell us why he is actually the worst. you got two minutes on the clock, and it starts now. Robert De Niro, Robert in Deniro of how bad his career is gone. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Tribeca yeah. Film Festival. Why not call it Tribeca Film Festival? Huh? <laughs> um, he's recently had a real nosedive on the career front and has been uh, taking part in some of Rotten Tomatoes' worst-rated movies of the last six years or so, especially Dirty Grandpa, which I don't think they even released in the UK. It was such a... What did they call it? Like... What? Turkey bomb. Turkey bomb. Yeah. Tank. Um, and the trailer for which... I haven't seen the full it seems film. redundant. I'm just taking a sample, uh, which is an ironic phrase in itself because he mentions unprotected sex every other... 10 seconds in the trailer he's, they, he says to these girls chatting them up 40 years his uh, not senior younger junior junior um, hey you fancy coming to party till you're pregnant with me and my grandson right here's the thing guys here's the thing the reason I don't like Robert De Niro he isn't even the best Robert De Niro okay do you know about Robert De Niro's dad Robert De Niro's dad is amazing he was an abstract impressionist who went off to France to paint he is one of the most well-respected abstract impressionists in America. He has uh, had work exhibited in the Arkansas Art Center, the Butler Institute for American Art, more like the Better Than Your Son Institute for American <laughs> Art, the Met, more like the Better Than Your Son, and the Weatherspoons Human Art Museum. He is he out he, basically everything that the Robert De Niro Jr. does is in the shadow of his much better dad. Is the Weatherspoons Human Art Museum a pub? Uh, no, that's no. It's a legitimate place where they hang art. And Weatherspoons is a massive chain of pubs in the UK. Yeah, wow. it was. It okay, was, well, yeah. It was either a, either way, your time is up. Uh, I really learned something here today. I I, I truly have. I was uh, I was I was. Act, I'm tallying up the points mentally right now and just trying to decide who's the winner. So excuse my excuse my banter, but I, I was I was going to I was leaning towards Team US because. Because, Helen, you have to admit, you really did just say a bunch of things that happened in Dirty Grandpa. Oh, sorry. But then <laughs> Tom came along and informed me about Robert De Niro's father, which I had no idea yeah, about. In all fairness, though, yeah, Robert De Niro is way easier to attack than Helen. He Aaron. absolutely is. Yeah, I, can't stand, really is. I can't stand him. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, the UK, I mean. Yeah. You, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we have degree of difficulty we issues. Have degree of difficulty issues. Yeah, yeah. you know what? One sided match. You know what? You have, you have pledged Robert De Niro that the state of his career was a reflection on our culture as an entirety, and the way in which he's given up on life is similar to the yeah. way in which we've all given up on art. It's very true. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. my God, the needle is just sort of teetering. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving by by a hair, it's Team US. Whoa! By a hair, it's Team US. Whoa! Uh, 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 come oh. from behind, victory for America. Wow. Is that God they damn, just said did her we name need again one. and again and again in a Spanish accent? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, like it. I, I thought really that was pretty that good. I can't do it. What more do you I need? I can't do it. Can you? Uh, now, before we finish, do you guys have anything that you want to plug? And then to offset the ego karma, something someone else did that you didn't make that you're currently enjoying and you want to recommend to our listeners. Dan Gill, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, well, the first thing I'll plug is my own podcast, Groomzillas, which yeah. is uh, 
wedding planning podcast by grooms for grooms and everyone in between. I realize that doesn't make any sense at like the first few episodes because there's nothing in that's not a spectrum. There's not yeah, but it's just for everybody is my okay, point. I get it. I've heard um, about it. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's fun. I do it with my buddy Eric Dorian. Oh, okay. Um, so tune into that. And then uh, the other thing I'll plug is I just saw this short um, from John Daly and Gil Ozeri, these two L.A.-based uh, comedians called Men. Uh-huh. It was made through um, through Super Deluxe. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it's about a 20-minute long short, and I just love it. They're fantastic. <laughs> Everything they do is really yep. funny. Yeah. Okay. I trust you. Yeah. Daniel Weingarten. Uh, plug. I mean, you could just, I mean, online at DW Comedy mm-hmm. uh, on, on all the, the the websites, the social media things. Uh, as far as things I'm enjoying, uh, I'll name a movie and then a band. I'll name an old movie. I just recently rewatched uh, for the first time Heart Eight on a PTA t- uh, kick right now, uh-huh. and Heart Eight is pretty great. Uh-huh. It's, you know, John C. Riley in like '97, '96. Like, it's a good like first film. Yeah. Like, it's it's a, it's a solid first film. I I enjoy it uh, in its simplicity. And uh, there's a band called the Marias that uh, it's an LA based band that okay. I enjoy. That Check I out the Marias. Yeah, Tom Neenan. Uh Sure. Uh, yeah, my uh, my Radio Four show starts on the October 11th, uh, so that's okay. at 11:15. It's called the Hauntening. Thanks for mentioning that earlier. Um, and while you're on Radio Four, this is a very uh, Brit centric plug. I'm so sorry to everyone in the uh, in the US, but I'm sure there'll be a way of illegally yeah. accessing all this stuff. Uh, then uh, two really good comedians called Max Nivan have a uh, a show called Max Nivan's Casebook, which starts on Sunday, and they are super funny, and it's a super good show. Also, my friend Ed Gamble is on tour if you're in the UK. Great. Thank you, Tom Neenan. How about you, Helen Duff? Uh, you can find out more about me on helenduff.com, and I have a very brief appearance in a movie that's coming out in early 2018 with John C. Riley, actually, and Will Ferrell, ah. called Holmes and Watson, which is going to be amazing, and not because I'm in it, because I'm barely in it. And uh, my recommendations, I just listened to um, a couple of uh, series, like mini-series, of The Heart Podcast, which is a Radiotopia production. I'd really recommend it. It's made in the U.S. And a book that I just super enjoyed, A Little Life, which is fantastic. Oh, and again, it's a New is. York writer, was 2015 nominated for the Man Booker Prize. Yeah, it's okay. amazing. Awesome. Uh, my, I am Dave Holmes. I am on Twitter at Dave Holmes. My book, Party of One, is in stores and on Amazon and all that. And I am uh, like 150 pages into a book called The Line of Beauty, which won the Man Booker Prize in like 2004, 2005. It's by Alan Hollinghurst. And I love it so much. I want to move into it. I'm trying to figure out like how to like climb a Bugs Bunny ladder and dive into it. Uh, it's incredible, and I want everyone to read it because all I want to do is discuss it. All right, Dan Gill, uh, Daniel Weingarten, Tom Neen, and Helen Duff. Thank you for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones? Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Playing were Dan Gill, Daniel Weingarten, Tom, Neenan, and Helen Duff. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. And thank you also to Orange O and Flip Flapping Flopper Face. Flip Flapping Flopper Face. You have a difficult name to say, but I love you because you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already left us a review, please do it now. It takes two seconds and it really helps get the word out to new listeners. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duenas, Jennifer Marmer, and Laura Swisher. And you are invited to our homes for Thanksgiving. Bye.
Can we also just drive or come back to you? Uh, yeah. So Paul Ryan, was he inspired by the Charlotte's Web remake to use that track, the first one that we got asked a question about? Maybe. The, the kind Maybe. of... Revolution. I think the better one. question is who some wasn't pig. inspired by the Charlotte's Web. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's well, got some pig. Yeah, it must be uh, tattooed on his theme body. Tune, right, like when he's running out of his pen trying to literally right. save his bacon. Extraordinary mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a pig would uh, garner such influence in America. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not as extraordinary. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.